last hour of the Bill Michael Show on this Wednesday, broadcasting live at the golf course at Cedar Creek. We're in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Man, what a nice place. You're looking uh, over on the Bud Light live stream, live out over the uh, the outdoor deck, and uh, I think it's the 10th tee box and the pond that is next to it, of which I will probably sink a ball or two in today. Uh, yes, I can hit them sideways with the best of them. No problem. <laughs> I can do it right here, right now. No problem. Uh, but we got a, a golf outing coming up a little bit later on this afternoon and a uh, cigar dinner tonight. So um, just uh, really looking forward to these. I, I always love them. I love getting out. We were in Wausau last night, lacrosse today. Uh, we're doing. We're going to be doing the show live tomorrow down at the Rock Complex in Franklin, Wisconsin. We're going to be there for the show tomorrow from uh, live 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, on many of these same stations, depending on the tape delay. But uh, we're going to be down there tomorrow as they have the soft. The big grand opening is not until Friday when they have the big party. But we're going to be there to kind of preview it coming up tomorrow. And we're going to talk with Mike Zimmerman, the owner of The Rock. And they are one of the places. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're the first stop on the motorcycle ride, uh, our 15th annual poker run. I, I, by the way, <clears throat> we have had a really good influx of people that have uh, started to sign up because you're looking at the weather going, okay, I think the weather's going to be pretty good. At least that's what the uh, the 20-day forecast looks like. So if you could take a moment, if you're following on the Bud Light live stream, scan the QR code. Otherwise, if you could go to fisherhousewi.org, that's fisherhousewi.org, and get signed up, get registered. If you ride a motorcycle, we, we want to bring it. It doesn't matter if you ride a Harley or if you ride a Honda, if you ride a Suzuki, Kawasaki, Victory, Indian. I don't give a damn. Just just come on out and join us. It's, it's the cause that matters, and that is helping our military members, veterans, their families at their you know biggest time of need during health care issues. So if you can help us out, that would be fantastic. Join us. If you don't ride, we always could use volunteers. We still need about uh, 10 volunteers. So because the ride has gotten so big and it's such a huge event and we do need some people that can help us out. But uh, but we do want you to sign up. And if you if you don't ride, tell somebody who does. Pass it along to them. And uh, all you got to do, again, is go to FisherHouseWI.org, FisherHouseWI.org, and go to the events section and get registered. Uh, we, we applaud everybody that already has. But, again, we can't do it without you. Uh, up north. In Green Bay, uh, the head coach, your Green Bay Packers, Matt LaFleur, spoke to the media just a little while ago uh, prior to practice today. Here's what he had to say. How did day one go? I thought it went well. I mean, certainly there's some things that we have to clean up from an operations standpoint, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but I thought really the guys competed hard, and um, no, I, thought, I thought it was a productive practice. There are a lot of penalties on offense, like 13 maybe. Um, is that a concern, or is it just one of those things that's the first kind of big Thir- deal? 13 on offense? I didn't have 13 on offense, but um, maybe you're be- you're better at counting than I am, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, I think there was like seven procedural pen- penalties, and that's really what where my concern lies is more, um, you know, the things that you can control, just focusing in on the snap count, making sure you're not – covering up an eligible receiver, making sure we have enough guys on the line of scrimmage. I mean, those are those are silly penalties that can't happen. You know, yesterday, Aaron said he thought that 50 catches for each Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon was reasonable. Um, have you ever had two running backs, A, that flexible, and B, that combined to catch 100 passes in, in your offense? Ever? Well, I don't want to put limitations on that. So, I mean, it could be more than that, right? 
Um, but no, I think it just speaks to the confidence that he has in those guys, and certainly their ability not only in the run game but but as pass catchers. Uh, that's it's pretty unique when you have two guys as versatile as those two guys are, and as you know, you, you look at a guy like AJ Dillon, you just just not too many backs that size that have those type of hands that are true, you know, halfbacks. You know, you, you can see some fullbacks that do that, but not halfbacks. With AJ, I know he didn't have many opportunities to catch passes at BC because of just his role. When did you start to realize he was capable of doing what he's been able to do as a, rece- as a receiving running back? I think it almost happened by accident. Um, there was a couple times when we, we would have AJ in there, and I surely thought Aaron Jones was going to be in there. And, um, you know, he, he made the most of his opportunities. And, uh, you know, got to give Ben a lot of credit for giving him those ops and, um, you know, AJ for, for taking advantage of those. He, he is a really good route runner. And I think it's just you don't always – that's not the first thing you think of when you see a guy that size. So – um, like I said, that is uh, a great luxury to have a guy like that. Not only just him as a runner, but who he is as a as a person. He's he's grown up a ton since from when he first got here. Um, not that he wasn't mature or anything like that, but that's just part of the process for a young player. And he understands the intricacies of of the past game, and he's done a great job for us. Where's your confidence level in young receivers right now? Because Aaron's didn't seem to be all that high yesterday. Well, I think it's more the some of the silly mistakes that uh, we need to get cleaned up and just like something as simple as checking with the official before the snap to make sure that we, we are eligible. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's going to be growing pains, particularly with, with younger players. Um, and the thing is, and, and I appreciate this about Aaron, it's just the urgency to get some of this stuff corrected. I mean, you can't make the same mistake twice. Not in this league. We don't have time for it, and um, that that's just enough time to get you beat. So, certainly, he's he's the ultimate competitor, um, and you know I think it's good for these guys to to feel that because we got to make sure that they continue to show progress each and every day. And um, you know it'll be a good opportunity today to see how these young guys respond. Guys, whether it be Romeo or Amari, that have splash plays and then have silly mistakes, how do you evaluate that with a young guy that, that shows it but not consistently? Well, I, I think that's always, um, you know, the word that we're always looking for is the consistency because um, that's the greatest measurement of performance, what, what these guys do on, on, you know, down in and down out. Um, we have, you know, anybody can do something one time. Can you Can you put it? together play after play after play and I think that's just part of the process for some of these young players and uh, certainly there was a lot to like with with a lot of the young guys in particular Romeo he had he did a great job at the line of scrimmage yesterday um, beating press coverage and that's a pretty salty defense I mean that, that is a good defense they got good corners certainly they're they're um, you know they, they've got stars at every level uh, of the defense so I thought there was a lot of good things he did, and certainly he's, there's some things that he needs to finish. Like, you know, when you get behind the defense, you got to finish the play. So, um, but more than anything, we're just looking for that growth, for those incremental improvements to just show that progress. And you're running offenses. Where does 
getting young wide receivers, rookie wide receivers ready to go early in the season kind of rank among challenges? Is that one of the tougher ones? Yeah, I mean, I think every situation is different. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think back just throughout my career of young guys that we've had to implement early on. And um, but, you know, it, it, I, I don't I want to avoid comparisons as much as possible because every situation is different. Special teams unit like yesterday and uh, new kicker on it, so pretty good Yeah, so it's a great challenge for, for our special teams. Uh, you talk about New Orleans, their perennial top five unit in the league. Um, you know, I got a lot of respect for, for Darren Rizzi and what he's been able to accomplish throughout his, the course of his career. And then they have players. They've got some great players over there. And I think it may have started out a little bit slow, but I was proud of our, how our guys responded. I thought... Um, you know, we competed, and that's what you're looking for. Again, I thought I thought it was a step in the right direction. Now we got to go out there and do it again. How valuable he thought it was that Dax didn't go vanilla with his defensive scheme. Between that and what your defense has shown this offense, is it just another chapter, another step in trial by fire? Well, I think that um, you know, I was talking with with Dennis yesterday. It was good for both teams because. Certainly, you know, in their base defense, they run a four down front. We're, we're, we're an odd front. So um, it was good for both offenses and, and, quite frankly, for both defenses to see a different style of scheme. Um, you know, our defense is more of a it's very matchy defense where they played some true zone drops. They played some, some Tampa 2, and that was good for our offense to see. Um, you know, it, it was just... I think all in all, it was it was a very productive day. I think like when I was watching our defensive film and just some of the route combinations that they presented to our defense, that our defense has not seen them because we don't have those in our playbook. Now I might steal a couple, but um, that's just a sleep, right? But no, I thought it was all in all, it was it was good to go out there, compete against another team and against a team that you know, plays with an edge. And I got a lot of respect for their coaches. I got a lot of respect for their players. Um, and that's, it, it is, a, like I say, it's a salty group on that other side. What's the, what's the verdict on one-on-ones? No one-on-ones. What's the, what was that thinking there? Because that's what we decided was best. Bill. Now, what's his uh, situation with Rashawn Gary? Yeah, he'll be out there today. No, nothing serious. Just uh, precautionary. You've not run many one-on-ones with your team, right? With offense against defense in this camp. Was that a change or...? Not necessarily. I mean, we, we've done... Um, you know, we, we try to I, wait till we get the pads on to do, to do those, and that's something that we'll probably do throughout the course of the next couple of weeks. Once we, you know, get into next week, we'll, we'll definitely have those backs, back in the mix. As Jordan progresses through the preseason, what are you hoping to see from him Friday that maybe you didn't see last week? I think just to continue to show improvement and making sure that obviously it always starts with decision-making at that position, making sure that he's making, um, whether it's the proper checks or the proper reads in the pass game. Um, and then the timing element, I thought by and large, I thought he was on time last week, but um, there were a couple plays that certainly he could be a little bit better on. And then just the, finally the accuracy, making sure that um, especially the, the, the gimmies, you, you, can't miss the, you can't miss the layup. So uh, just I would say 
all-encompassing decision-making, the timing, the accuracy is which we're always constantly grading the quarterback on. Did all of that need to improve from Friday, or is there maybe one aspect of his game from you know, a pretty, pretty decent debut that you want to see him really uh, Yeah, I think it's just the consistency, like we talked about earlier, for all our guys, and just making sure that down in and down out. Uh, the one thing that you can never take for granted is the value of every play in this league. Even if you get a completion for three three yards or four yards, I mean, it's a lot better to be in third and medium than third and long. So it's a lot easier. On, uh, your percentages go up dramatically um, if you're in those manageable situations or, shoot, if you can stay out of third ball. So, um, yeah, I just think the consistency with which he goes out there and executes. Last year was obviously a little bit different with the Jets having the restrictions and everything like that. But how fun is it for you this year to see guys be able to interact in these joint practice settings and just kind of embody the brotherhood of the NFL? Yeah, that's that's what this is all about. I think part of training camp is um, just your team coming together. I think the closer we can get together and um, the, the, the better that bond is, the more love these guys have for one another, the, the stronger our team will be. With the Saints away from here, or is it just the practice stuff? You're not going out with them. Well, we will as as staffs tonight, this evening. So we've got a little uh, social um, for this evening with with not only our coaches, but I would I think most of our scouting department on both sides will be there as well, personnel department. And so uh, it should, should be a good deal. Yeah, Dennis said that the pregame in Jacksonville last year got to me. Yeah, you know, like, I think every year is a little bit different in terms of who you're going to uh, practice against. I think it's definitely um, better when you're when they're not on your schedule. So that that obviously eliminates many teams right off the jump. But um, no, Dennis is like I said, I've got a lot of respect for him. What he's been able to to accomplish uh, shoot he's been a head coach before um and then you know just as a defensive coordinator and joe barry and some of our other coaches have had a good relationship with him and so um and then i, I got a lot of respect for their team i think that's that's a they've got a lot of talent on their really in, in every phase on that roster so i thought it was going to be a good test for our guys all right guys we'll see you out there Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Talk to you soon. There you go. Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, uh, addressing the media. Got a little soiree this evening. Uh, again, I want to go back to you real quick because um, I-, I wanted to remind you if you're a follow- I got a couple of questions about the motorcycle ride uh, coming up. It is Sunday, September 4th, same place it's been for the last few years. Going to start it out at Milwaukee Brewing, downtown Milwaukee, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, but it's our 15th annual. It's our biggest. It comes with the most prizes, pre-registration prizes. Uh, the prize for the best poker hand is a uh, flat panel 75-inch TV that I think is valued over two two grand, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you get beer for a year, which I think to many of us is probably more valuable than a TV. <laughs> so, uh, And there's just so much more. We've got a flyover from the Warbirds. We have got uh, great uh, pre- and post-food fair, beverages, music, the hairball is playing it, but we can't do without our sponsors as well. Wisconsin Harley-Davidson out in Oconomowoc. Great people, great place. Going to have an appearance uh, coming up on Friday the 2nd by Jesse James Dupree from the band Jackal and Mike Wangren, the drummer for the band Disturbed, both going to be joining us on the show to talk about this. 
and their support of veterans. Also, our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino uh, bringing the dealers out. Uh, they're going to be dealing the poker hand after the uh, ride. Our friends at Bud Light. Also, don't forget about our friends at Great Lakes Dragway. Roy and the gang down there in Union Grove. Uh, great sponsor, great people. Coming up on uh, September 3rd, Saturday, September 3rd in the afternoon, uh, Leroy Butler, newly inducted Hall of Famer. Lambo Leaper Leroy Butler is going to be down there signing some autographs and hanging out with people. And also they've got uh, some other things going on. Gilbert Brown coming in for uh, Saturday, September 24th as well. But they're going to have a big Labor Day show down there at Great Lakes Dragaway. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com for all the information. Thanks to our friends at Growth Law, G-R-O-T-H, growthlaw.com, protecting bikers' rights. Uh, also our friends at the Rock Complex. We're going to be there tomorrow. Alpine Valley, Knucklehead. And our friends at Kane and Kane Jewelers, they are in West Bend and one of the best jewelry stores uh, that that's out there But and worth the drive. But also follow Andy Kane. He's got a site on Instagram called Buy Like a B-U-Y Like a Guy. Buy Like a Guy. Really interesting podcast and really interesting stuff. And our friends at Buzzard Billy's here in La Crosse, which I am going to do everything in my power to stop over there before I get out of town and before they close tonight. I want to get out of here a little bit early so I can get over there and say hello. Buzzard Billy's right here in La Crosse. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Up on a Wednesday. Out here in Lacrosse, uh, the uh, the golf course at Cedar Creek is where we're at. Coming up later on today, about two o'clock, they tee off. About two fifteen, I'll tee off. So, I, which is Ben? Do you get to now? Yesterday, I called you. You were on the golf course. Were you out playing with friends or by yourself? No, just went out by myself. Uh, it is now. Do you walk? I think you walk it because I could hear you as you were walking, clink with clubs clinking on your back. Correct? Yes, I always walk. Okay. Uh, today, because I, I don't do the walking thing very often. Every now and then I do, but not very often. Uh, maybe twice a year I do. But uh, today, because everybody else will be gone by the time I go to tee off, uh, I get a cart by myself. I get my music by myself. The cigars by myself. It's just I, I am so looking forward to the Now, yesterday when you played, were you, were you as a single? Or did you did that as a single? They put you with another twosome or threesome or whatever. No, I was solo, single, not a single soul out on the course. I don't know why, really? but it was it was an unbelievable experience. And I'm back. Wow, happy for you. Happy for you. And I know when I talked to you, you were we, we were we were in kind of you know crazy on fire scramble mode. But uh, did you hear how flush I hit that nine iron? When we were on the phone, because it was uh, on speaker. No, I didn't. I didn't. What is that right? Uh, I was in the I middle. Not, see, I wish I would have heard the. See, I was driving at the time, but I wish I would have heard the. Whoosh, you know, as the club struck through the ground, perfectly throwing what looked to be a squirrel into the air with a ball <laughs> behind it. Oh, I hit it so good. <laughs> I was you? in the. Okay. I've been flushed a, a, an iron in six months. I'm in the middle of the fairway, and we're talking. But there's a group teeing off, so I want to at least get out of their way. Uh, so it's on speakerphone. I put it down as I'm listening and just didn't even prepare for the shot and hit probably the most pure shot I've hit in six months. So thank you for that. Well, look at you go. Okay. Maybe I'm, see, you should play golf with me, me uh, around more often. 
I still got to get you uh, over to the the house because uh, we've got to play a game. We got to play around together. I'll find my way down. Yeah, you got to you got to get over that way. Got a couple of good. I want to take you over to Ironwood. I haven't been over to. I saw Mike, but only when I borrowed the golf cart to take it out to Sturgis. I haven't played out there in a while, so got to get out there. Um, so anyway, that being said, I'm going to be playing a little bit later on today. Looking forward to it. Uh, Craig says. Uh, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, Kirk Cousins? He had to sit out for five days because of COVID. I, I really don't have a thought on it, to be honest with you, Craig. You're you're the first person that's brought it up to me. I mean, I read it. I know that he's allowed back after uh, being gone the five days. I, I don't, you know, I know the CDC has relaxed, and, and I don't want to get political here. I know the CDC has relaxed the, the, the mandates and such that you don't have to do the six feet uh, apart anymore, and I know that came out over the weekend and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's a lot of now herd immunity has kind of kicked in where COVID was and still is highly contagious, but uh, so many people have had it on, on so many numerous occasions now that I'm not saying it's the common cold because that's not it. That's far from the truth. But I, I think that uh, the the media hype over it versus the reality of it are two different things. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, look, if you show, show – uh, signs that you have it. If, if they could tell that you had a flu, if you had the flu before you went into a, cl- into a locker room, they would want you out of the locker room. If they could tell that you have COVID before you go to the locker room, they would want you out of the locker room. You don't want that kind of stuff spreading through your locker room. So COVID or not, COVID, the flu, whatever else it happens to be, herpes, who knows? You don't want it to spread through your locker room. You know, you want to keep guys safe. So I really, you know, it's like, okay, who cares? You know, he he got it five days. Oh, all right. If you're not showing symptoms, you're not sick. Who cares? Move on. Nothing to see here. You know, uh, it is what it is. The biggest Kirk Cousins story is the fact that the new jugs machines are able to replicate his deep ball interceptions. Uh, well, this is true. This is true. They, they don't even need Kirk Cousins. I agree. He's just, uh, he's a jugs machine with feet. <laughs> Actually, if you look at his numbers, last year he was having a hell of a season. Um, I mean, statistically speaking, he could have, he was probably through seven or eight games, maybe even nine. He was, he could have been right up there as an MVP candidate. The problem was, defensively, they were giving up points and losing games late. And it, it is what it is, you know, I mean, but but he could have been, he could have been an MVP candidate. He was having a hell of a year. Um, the problem with, with Kirk Cousins comes his postseason record and the fact that they don't get there very often and he's only got one postseason win. Now, he wasn't, he wasn't um, you know, leading Washington to the postseason continuously either, so it's not like he's had numerous cracks, cracks at it, but um, in the world of wins and losses when it comes to quarterbacks, and I defend Aaron Rodgers all the time when it comes to NFC Championship games, but Kirk Cousins, he, he's only got one win under his belt, and that's what they look at. Uh, again, re- you know, perception becoming reality that he's not that big-time postseason quarterback that's going to get the job done. He's a guy that's going to give you a lot of statistics from point A to point B, and he can't get you to point C. So, uh, But he's back. You know, uh, I guess the purple world is rejoicing. It is what it is. I don't want to uh, discount is, uh, anything you've previously said because obviously you've said a lot throughout your life, but that might have been the best comparison you've ever made, the fact that Kirk Cousins could be a jugs machine with feet. 
He's not very mobile. If there's pressure, he could struggle. But if he stands in there and, and nothing is, you know, coming up against him, he could deliver a pretty good ball. So I, I'm with that. Mm-hmm. I, You passed over it quickly. I think that's the best thing you've ever said. Yeah. Just, you know, floating it out there. Every now and then, a lightning bolt of uh, information will strike my mind and come out in the form of verbs. So there you go. Uh, Uncle CL says, uh, hey, unit, uh, big time day for Jordan Love, according to Tom Silverstein. Yeah, we read that a little bit earlier. Uh, what do you have to say now? <laughs> I say that he's had a day. What, put it this way. What do you make of it? One day in practice, that's what you're pounding your chest over. You know, I, look, if that's what you want to do, go for it. I'm not going to rain on your parade. All I'm going to say is uh, for the days that weren't good, where were you? You can't come in and claim. That's like, uh, you know, going crazy and saying, Christian Yelich is back because he hit a 400-foot home run last night. He's still not over 10 home runs for this season. So, you you, you know, uh, Uncle CL, I, hey, if you're, a, if you're a Jordan Love fan and you think that he's going to turn out to be great, I wish nothing but the best because that would mean then that you're going to have back-to-back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterback play in Green Bay, and that's what we all want, right? That's what we all want. But on the other hand, no. I don't think that's going to happen. Don't think it's going to happen. Uh, let's do this. When we come back, we'll go uh, back to the phones. Our buddy Mike is in West Dallas. When we get back after break, going to take another one real quick and then be back. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, right now, speaking of some good hockey and speaking of uh, you know things to come, they right now have tickets on sale for the upcoming 2022-23 season. And if you're looking for some great hockey action, a lot of fun, and a return to the postseason, that is Milwaukee Admirals Hockey. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And find all the information right there on their website, including the new schedule and the new players they have signed through the parent company, which is uh, which is the uh, Nashville Predators. Good stuff through the MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Stay tuned. More to come right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Two out here in La Crosse at uh, the golf course at Cedar Creek. Looking forward to that. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Ten years, 2.99%. And in today's day and age when, you know, interest rates are all over the board right now and continuing to go up, you can lock that in right now. Ten years for 2.99%, which is fantastic. And you can upgrade the value of your home. If you only need a window or two, that's not a big deal. 
But if you want to do your whole house, maybe you're building a home, you want to renovate your home, you want to completely do all the uh, bells and whistles in your home to add value to it, make it more economical, now's the time to do it. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. And uh, do not forget to uh, tell them we sent you. But you can also call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. Let's, uh, let's get back to the phones. Let's talk to our buddy Mike over there in West Dallas. Michael, how you doing, pal? Hey, how's it going, Bill? Good afternoon. Good today. What's on your mind? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and then the wide receivers. So I, I have two points. First off, I, I kind of take issue with uh, Rodgers basically throwing the rookies under the bus publicly. I, I think that's something that should be done privately. I mean, I, I look at guys like Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Did they have drop issues as a rookie? You know, did Jamar chase from last year? And we all saw what he did last year. I mean, the guy was an all-pro. So I don't think that's really indicative of how good a player is going to be. And when he says that his preferred three are Cobb, Lazard, and Watkins, I don't think those are the three best receivers on the team. I think those are just, you know, they're veterans. They're sure-handed. But by all accounts, Romeo Dubs has been the star of training camp. I mean, the guy's a great route runner. He's polished. He gets open consistently. He's a deep threat. He creates separation. I can't say that about any of those three veterans. So I think he should be starting week one. And I know that Christian Watson hasn't, you know, gotten his feet yet, you know, just due to the injury. But he's probably their most talented uh, wide receiver when you just look at the numbers uh, and everything. So week one, I, I just have some major concerns, Bill, because I think they need to give these rookies an opportunity uh, to make mistakes, because I, I think Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson should be starting. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I well, Christian Watson, I think, is still an unknown. I think Dubs is probably going to get the nod. Now, Romeo Dubs, the, the big thing for him is if he doesn't drop really any more significant balls. If he has one sure. or two in camp, that's okay. But if he continually, day in and day out, drops balls or cuts off a route, like today he cut off a route short, Rodgers ended up throwing an interception, and it didn't look good. Uh, there was a discussion, I guess, when you talk about Rodgers talking about the wide receivers. He met with them as a group, I guess, today. And okay. he's talked to them on the field, but I think today he met with them as a group, they said. And they said, quote, it was very productive. So I, I, I don't think Rodgers pulls punches, whether it's in public or behind closed doors. I think he's pretty open about his frustration. So I, I, I agree with you if you're not face don't say it to the media but i think he says it to their face i think he's been pretty outspoken and he and he should to be quite honest with you because i mean he's the leader of that team so he should but uh as far as the 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 number one i you know what i think is going to happen mike i think what's going to happen is you're going to see a guy start and it's not going to mean a damn thing whether it's sammy watkins romeo dubs christian watson whomever alan lazard randall it doesn't matter because they're going to mix and match and they're going to rotate guys in and out all day long and eventually over the first five games you're going to see guys begin to settle and those guys are going to be the guys that are eventually going to see a lot more snaps a lot more playing time and a lot more throws but i think right now it's just completely up in the air as to what they're going to do and how they're going to run it you know what i mean Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I totally agree with him, you know, meeting with them in practice. I just, I don't think it should have been, you know, needed to be done publicly, especially the rookies. I mean, the, the rookies for a reason, they're going to make mistakes. And I just think that uh, uh, Romeo Dubs is going to emerge uh, as the number one ride wide receiver, because I look at Cobb, Lazard and Watkins, who's the deep threat in that group. You know what I'm saying? 
Romeo Dobbs, we saw mm-hmm. what he did against the Chiefs. That guy is a legit deep threat, and he consistently beats man coverage. And I just think they need to, they need to give these guys room to make a few mistakes because they're going to make mistakes. But I believe over the long run, you know, the, the pros and the benefits definitely outweigh the cons. You know what I'm saying? It, put yeah. it this way, Bill. I would yep. rather have a talented tight end versus a guy like Richard Rodgers who's sure-handed, but, he, you know, he does, he's not a difference maker out there. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. He, no, I completely agree with you, man. Appreciate the phone call as always. I agree. Uh, you you want to be able – there's a ton of pressure right now. Like when, when Devontae Adams came into the league, he had other guys around him. When Jordy Nelson came into the league, he had other guys around him, you know? So, right, they didn't – I mean, you wanted to perform because you wanted to break into that lineup and get your opportunity. But you knew that you already had these veterans that were so good and so savvy that were all spread around you. Right now, you're looking at Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs, and you're going, these guys have to perform. The clock is ticking. There is no three-year developmental progress. You're You're expected to perform right here, right now, because this might be it. So there's a ton of pressure on these guys, which is why, on one hand, you want to make sure that you keep their confidence up. You want to give them all the opportunities. You want to work with them. On the other hand, you don't have time for development. Like, you got to be developed, guys. You're developing on the fly. That's the way you need to work. Um, real quick, our buddy Steve uh, in Ridgefield says, uh, Happy Wednesday. I understand that Aaron Rodgers was upset with Romeo Dubs, and probably justifiably so. He has to remember that he's a rookie. He is going to make a few mistakes now and again. Let me stop you there, Steve. You're 100% correct. Here's the thing. Think about this as an incoming rookie. You're a rookie, as I just mentioned, with a ton of pressure because you have to perform. Dubs, on one hand, he has to perform because Christian Watson's not there, at least wasn't for the majority of camp. Now Christian Watson's back, but he's still limited in what he does. So you have to perform. Not only do you have to perform, you have to perform with one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever throw the ball. And so right now, your head is spinning because you're just trying to go, okay, I need to run this route right. I need to get this precise. I need to be okay. I need to get my cut right. I need to get my 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 separation correct. I need to, you know, all this different stuff. The last thing you're worrying about at this point is catching a football. It's like, okay, I ran a good route. Here comes the ball. I see it. I'm going to go get it, and I'm going to run. And I'm trying to make a play. Think of the pressure that you're under right now. I get it. They're getting paid. They're professional. Yada, yada, yada. But it's different when now all the eyes are on you of an NFL team with one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, knowing what's at stake. So I think once you get comfortable and your body takes over your mind and your body's able to run the route because you know it, you know, and your instinct kicks in and Roger's instinct kicks in and you guys are on that same page, you know, then you begin to catch the ball. But right now, you got to run the right route. You got to choose the right tree. After that, you got to make the right uh, amount of separation. You know the window the ball is coming in. You got to look for it. You got to find it. Then you got to catch it. Catch it's the last on your list because you're trying to not only catch it, but then get yards after the catch. So you start to run without the football. All of those things are taking place right now. That's why you hope over the next few weeks, this is all kind of this all subsides. I guess. He goes on to say that I understand that his comments are meant to make them better, not to complain. I'm looking forward to the game on Friday night to see if there is improvement. I am looking forward to seeing Devontae Wyatt get back on the field as he showed some flashes on family night. 
As far as the Brewers is concerned, a win is a win. I had emailed you yesterday with my frustration of always swinging for the fences and want them to just square up and drive a ball. After the Adamas home run in the first inning, B.A. was saying that Ozzie Timmons told Adamas to do that exact thing. So it worked. Lastly, I don't know how closely you're watching it, but as much as Christian Yelich is struggling, Cody Bellinger is even worse and was benched. It's a shame that these two are failing like this. Enjoy lacrosse, Stephen Richfield. Uh, I haven't even talked about Cody Bellinger, but uh, the same thing is being said about Cody Bellinger out in L.A. He he went from being an MVP to candidate to just awful, for lack of a better term. Just just bad. Way, way out. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away one more time when we come back. I'll tell you how far the Brewers have fallen off when it comes to Vegas compliments of our friends at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. That's coming up. Stay tuned. we got another segment of the, of the program to go. We are broadcasting live out here in La Crosse and uh, loving it at, uh, at Cedar Creek. It's brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin. I got a great note the other day. <laughs> Excuse me. I got a great note. And uh, basically what it said was uh, that uh, this gentleman, Pete and Barb, uh, they ended up, or Pete and his wife, I should say, not Pete and Barb, Pete and Sheila. Barb is the person who I talked to at Four Seasons. But they went, uh, they're from Eau Claire, and they went to the Four Seasons. And he said, longtime listener, first-time emailer, I wanted to thank you for your continuous promotion of the Four Seasons Island Resort. My, resort. my girl and I visited this past week and had a magnificent time. We walked, golfed, and enjoyed a wonderful dinner at the Diamond Lounge. We decided to put a little flair into the evening. They dressed in, like, 20s regalia. He said, I was reluctant at first, but all the heads started flipping around when she entered the room. They were dressed in 20s. Good stuff. Said it was, thanks again, great time, Four Seasons on the Resort. I keep getting notes like this. Call the Four Seasons, get a hold of Barb, for thefourseasonswisconsin.com. That's thefourseasonswisconsin.com. And tell them, tell them, the Bill Michaels 15, you're good to go. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers and the Saints continue their joint practice session before Friday night's preseason game inside Lambeau Field at 7.30. After practice, Saints head coach Dennis Allen said his offense, led by quarterback Andy Dalton, struggled against the Green Bay defense. Look, I thought it was good work today. You know, I spent most of the time over with the offense on that field. You know, the first period started out pretty good. You know, don't know that we were as good as I wanted to be on third down. And this is a team that's won 13 games the last three years. They've been one of the better teams in our league, one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. So it's it's just a good challenge. You see some different looks, particularly the, the young guys, uh, both offensively and defensively. So I think that's I think that's the benefit we get out of it. Packers nose tackle Kenny Clark. We've been having a really good camp this far. It felt good just, you know, being like as a rusher, being able to create more havoc and be more loose in there. I mean, really just finishing our rushes finishing our bull rushes you know happy about you know how we played and it's good to see people locked in it's good to see how fast we were flying around out there you know how much we were on our keys on offense a lot of drop passes by the packers tight ends and young receivers if a ball is dropped is aaron Rodgers less likely to throw to them again no he just, he just won't be out there you keep dropping the ball you're not gonna be out there the preparation and the job responsibility is most important you know if you're going out there and dropping the ball and and somebody else behind you is 
in the right spot all the time and catching the ball, that guy's going to play. And former Badger and now Saints linebacker Zach Bond talked about being back in his home state of Wisconsin as an NFL player. Uh, it's cool. It's really cool. Obviously, I'm from the Milwaukee area, but I've been to Green Bay a few times, and it's nice to be somewhere familiar and a few welcome homes. I think Wisconsin's a very underrated state. Not everyone has to know what a cheese curd is. They'll, they'll figure it out if they want to, and then they'll be surprised by the result. <laughs> At Saints linebacker Zach Bond. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. We're in lacrosse. Final segment of the program before we get out of here today. Have the cigar dinner coming up tonight. Really looking forward to that. Uh, since the Brewers have fallen off somewhat uh, from our friends at betonline.ag, brought to you by our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Uh, anytime we talk some betting, it's all brought to you by our good friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Downtown Milwaukee, down there on Canal Street, uh, stones throw away from American Family Field and Stenny's for that matter, and the Harley-Davidson Museum. Uh, stop in and enjoy the hotel, enjoy the casino, and a lot of the great restaurants inside. Get into the Firekeepers Club. So the Dodgers right now are the favorites, 13-4 to to win the World Series. The Yankees have fallen off. It's the Astros, 4-1 to now. Yankees 9-2, to Mets 5-1, to Braves 9-1. to Then the Blue Jays, the Padres, the Cardinals. Padres ahead of the Cardinals. Then the Brewers. Then the Phillies, Mariners, White Sox, and it goes on from there. So the pennant futures to win the American League, uh, it's the Astros, the Yankees, then the Blue Jays, Mariners, White Sox, all that kind of stuff. So there you go. But that's it. And uh, the uh, uh, they actually went online and did the most negative Kevin Durant tweets. What state do you think leads, Ben, the most negative Kevin Durant tweets? Oh, man. I don't think it's Oklahoma because I think they kind of like him enough. I would guess Massachusetts. I think it's Boston. Um, Well, Oklahoma is 40th, by the way. Whoa. You're right. Massachusetts, number one. New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Washington. uh, Washington out in the state, not Washington, D.C. So uh, the top four are all East Coast. And Utah, New Mexico. But it's just, they've got, uh, through betonline.ag, the most, (laughs) the most, uh, the negative sentiment towards Kevin Durant amid trade talks and tweets come from the state of Massachusetts and beyond. So they actually have stuff for this. I think it's funny. A lot of mean people in Vermont more and more are saying this, Bill. Yeah. Um, and then they uh, they actually did something uh, regarding the Live Golf Tour uh, in the Live Golf Tour video. Uh, I haven't even looked at it yet, but he sent me it. Uh, Jimmy Shapiro, our guy, sent it over and said you got to see this at some point too. So I'll see you. I'll even send you that link because I'm sure you'll you'll probably revel in it even more so than I will when it comes to the Live Golf Tour. What? How uh, much coming will up tomorrow, Patrick of- Reed lose his lawsuit by? Uh, will he choose to hire someone as his lawyer that's ever won a defamation suit before? Right. 
How much money will and he then, sue uh, himself what, for, for the crap he will take for this act of suing? What well, how much will he sue his own attorney for after he realizes his attorney's bad? Well, it depends who he hires it's as his new attorney. Just the writing of the affidavit, right? And just a, a, a writing the affidavit in a laughable you know, facet. So, Coming up tomorrow, speaking of golf, we are going to be on the road. We're going to be at the brand new Lux Golf Top Golf down there in Franklin, Wisconsin at the Rock Complex. So if you're in that area, can't wait to see you tomorrow. Pete Doherty is going to be joining tomorrow. And tomorrow, oh, I love this. Tomorrow, it is the triumphant return of our guy, Paul Charchian, and fantasy football. Oh, I cannot wait for tomorrow. I am salivating. I still have some golf left to play today, a couple of good cigars to smoke this evening. Oh, yeah. And then drive home, get set up, and get ready for the uh, the show tomorrow. But I can't wait. Tomorrow, tomorrow is going to be good. Tomorrow is going to be And I'm going to put the camera smack dab, hopefully right in the middle so you can see everything. And I, I think the pants will tighten on one Ben Kenny back in the studio like golf porn for him until then time for us to go hey thanks to the staff and management out here at the 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 golf club at cedar creek man love this place time for us to go have a going the bill michaels show podcast listen rate subscribe